Mac fans around the world and those that aren't fans yet, and welcome to Mobile Suit Fandom Zeta, the podcast where your two largely inept but prone to love co-hosts, Fuzzy, that'd be me, and Chris, watch, summarize, critique, and make fun of the entirety of the Gundam franchise from beginning to end. This is episode 85, and we'll be talking about episode 40 of Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta, The Activation of Grips, in which Tomino really locks his genre in. Come have a pure time and believe in the sign of Zeta. Oh god. Okay. That that um, take gets made fun of at the cookout. Hello and welcome uh-huh. to Mobile Suit Fandom. Uh, I'm I Chris. Y- yeah. They know. Uh, they know. <laughs> that this episode is so fucking much. This episode is so fucking much. We started There's a lot the, going on here. When when we scheduled today, Chris was like, Yeah, I can do this time slot if we keep it to a tight ninety. I then started the episode and watched it and went, Oh no. Mm. Oh no. This is gonna be a bad. It's gonna be a bad day for Chris. Chris isn't gonna get to eat supper. We're also starting twenty minutes later than we were supposed to. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to get through the interstitial crap as fast as possible because right. you see, this episode has just really some stark moments and scenes yeah. that are so stark that um, you can feel the movie quality. I I I honestly would not be surprised if like way behind the scenes someone got a call at this stage and was like, "Hey, we're gonna do the movie thing again when you're when you're done with Zeta, so uh, make some movie stuff. Just plan I- that in mind." And so he was just like, "Well, what if we just did the back third that good?" <laughs> I I I know I said we need to do this fast, but I have a tangent immediately. Boy, howdy, ta- hit it's not me, a tangent. Baby. Uh. So first things first, I, yesterday I sit down to watch this episode, uh-huh. and the first thing happens is Rosamia pops up on screen, and, and like I had legitimately forgotten about her, and my first reaction was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> her character f- frustrates me a lot. <laughs> I... I mean, my initial my in- same thing over and over. Well, yeah. My initial question here is, what character? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of it. That's that is part of it. Um, the fact. I mean, she at least gets two more notes this episode, so at least it forms a whole chord. Uh, I don't how, believe you. However, next episode is apparently when she actually becomes truly plot relevant. Why she's existed for two more episodes, then that's a question for the editors. Yeah. Yeah. They're just really trying our patience on this one. It, yeah. And then meanwhile, the rest of this episode happens and just keeps swinging at you, just keeps coming at you, bobbing and weaving and punching you in the kidneys over and over again. It broke my ribs. Broke them. It broke my ribs. It broke, broke them. Both floating ribs off. I've punctured my lungs. They're draining. I fluid is filling up. I am drowning in my own body. All right. So applications for fuzzies part on this show uh, are open. <laughs> are open starting soon. Uh, by the time this goes out, go ahead and send them to uh, 
I don't know, fucking somewhere. The the sun. I'm not reading them. You can't replace fuzzy. Aw. <laughs> That's very sweet, but untrue if depending on the price. So we uh <laughs> open proper to by the way, also narrator San is super ominous about Rosamia's presence for this episode, despite the fact that she doesn't do a lot this episode except provide us another hint that we it was pretty obvious anyway. We open proper to a colony and narrator San telling us all about how colonies work. It, it It's a nice little bit of exposition of just how colony work and how it's kind of positioned. Uh, it feels yep. a, it feels a lot like the not those I spy books, but those like cutaway books. It also well they they also have already told us this but they yes. told us in character I think Fa Fa told the children this uh, Fa told us specifically about the agri modules not uh, narrator son goes a little bit more into how they work and like yeah but just in narrator son voice it's not that yeah. much new information no however just this dressing. this episode is very weird because now that I'm saying it back it feels like you could watch this episode without watching most of the rest of the episodes right this might have been a jumping on point even maybe this is also kind of rounding into the last 10 episodes of the show yeah which is why we are getting close yeah uh <laughs> uh so after this we pan over to the gamma leaving the colony this was obviously a uh, colony 13 and side two inside Rosa Mia is playing with the kids and Haro. They're just kind of fucking around. And Camille, Fa, and Emma are fucking wilded out that this girl is just here acting like a child, despite being like 16. Yeah. Rose, Rose Mia also like sees Emma and is like, like buries her face in Camille's chest or something, like to not look at her. Yes. Uh, and is being very weird about Emma. And Emma's like, mm, I sent some bullshit. Well, so <laughs> this is uh, this is the first part I want to get into because I remind everyone I'm listening to this in Japanese, a language I vaguely speak. I yeah. sa- I say vaguely because I know enough that simple sentences I can speak them and kind of tell. Uh, colloquialism is where I start getting weirder, of course, but because I wasn't raised Japanese, and that's the hardest thing about any language, learning colloquial conversational speech. Right. Which is how all these characters think, of course. They they think yeah. in colloquial terms, because they're friendly with themselves and the audience, duh. In the subtitles of this part, she says, What is this feeling? Who in the world is this girl? I concede. I don't know enough about colloquialism to know what the Japanese equivalent of what in the world or who in the world, what have you, would be. But that's not at all what I heard based on some searching around. It To me, I hear nana no kono kanji, konna no ko itai, which the first sense is correct. It's what is this feeling? Also, yeah, I'm bad at Japanese. Don't at me. But uh, that second one... The first part, word-ish, is a foreshortening of uh, this and girl. At least that's what it sounded like. And the second word is, it hurts. Or to, the feeling of pain. I interpret that as, this girl's presence hurts my brain. What the fuck is going on? Hmm. But we kind of glaze over that in the subtitle. I don't know what the English did, obviously, but... It wasn't that. I don't think I, I, think I would have. So now I'm like... I'm not I, sure I remember if I her fucked just being up or what. Like, what is this feeling? Right. I remember that part, but I don't remember Int- beyond that. Intriguing. This is also yesterday. Fair. 
uh, I watched this episode twice today because, <laughs> God, there was a lot. Uh, <laughs> either way, this prompts Camille to, of course, console Rosamie. I would like to also remind everyone that the crew does not know her as Rosamia yet. They know her as Rosamie, which... Not sure if this is an outright alias or what. It's a bad alias if it's an alias. Well, I, I guess what I mean is, like, a little bit later, Bright addresses this for a second, where Bright seems to think she's not a spy, and I agree with him, but I wonder if she's a sleeper agent, or if the cyber new typiness does that, or what, you know? Yeah. I guess we'll find out soon. Fear. Uh, great fear. Either way, she says, nope, Emma is frightening. She, that person scares me and proceeds to drop to her knees and hug them close to her face. It's, uh, is this, where did she say, like, she's going to take Camille away from me? Uh, in just a sec. Uh, okay. Personal call as of now, by the way. It's, she freaks out because the weird sleeper programming told her, Emma clocks me. And that's just me. Yeah, that, that was my thought when I thought she was, like, a spy spy. And she, she was like, shit, I've seen Emma on titan base so maybe emma has seen me right yeah that's not even an angle i thought about but then again i'm also assuming that like all of the cyber new types are cloistered weird cyber monks yeah either way uh emma tells camille to take her to the detention room to calm down and leaves camille passes this duty off to fa immediately and yeah, just- yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, the shit rolls downhill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rosa, he then tells Rosa to be good and listen to Fa before also dipping. As he does, yeah. Ro tells Fa, this is the part where Ro tells Fa that Emma will steal Camille from them. Yep. Weird? Weird. Uh, we go over to a meeting room where Camille and Emma show up with Char, Bright, and Appley. It turns out that we're talking about grips. This is mm-hmm. information we all obviously kind of already knew. Yeah. They know the Titans are planning some big laser shit. They think it's some big laser shit. They need to go actually. Camille's like, would they really do that? And Bright and Char just look at each other for a second. In my head, they do. I don't think that actually happens. Oh, yeah. No, they do. They actually looked at each other and then back at him. There is a distinct moment of like, I've met Nazis. Have you met Nazis? I have <laughs> met Nazis. <laughs> Not only they, they've seen this happen before. Exactly. <laughs> Front row also, seats, I th- baby. I, I would think Camille would know about that from school. I don't know. On like, well, like he was alive for for the one year war. Like he had to yeah. have been. But yeah. But still, like, yeah. Because he, he's a, he he knew Bright Noah by reputation. Mm-hmm. Like. He's a buff of the one year war. He should have known they made a giant fuck off laser out of a colony. I I guess there's also part of like to Camille, right? He was still even though he's fighting the 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 Federation, I feel like you and I, despite all of what we say, would still be a little weirded out if our military out the United States military did something that death starry, right? Don't get me wrong. Both of us think they are ostensibly bad and a war economy, and we we think Kojima was right. All this shit, right? Yeah. 
nonetheless, I think because of how we were raised and who we are, there is still that doubt in our mind that it's like the U.S. wouldn't just build a Death Star and nuke all of China or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, like even if we expected it, we'd just be like, "Oh fuck!" Right. (laughs) Meanwhile, meanwhile, I bet you cold hard cash that every Oppenheimer and his kids all that think very differently about the U.S. government regarding that. Mm. But so does every most Germans who were alive during that period too. Probably also have the same natural doubt towards any. Bright and Char are, in this yeah. case, are, are people who were there for World War II and saw right. how terrible it was. Meanwhile, Camille has grown up in the ostensible Reconstruction period. Right. The that was while they're m- having deeper than I expected to when I started that sentence. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> while they are having this this exchange, the door suddenly opens up and Rosamia is there, like oh. Uh, and I, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> We're just taking the attention level. Yeah. Um, to which she replies, uh, um, Rosemia replies something like, no, no, it's not her fault. I'm, I'm still having getting trouble lost. focusing. Yeah. Getting lost. Okay. I, I, I don't, I'm new here. I'm sorry. I keep getting lost, which mm-hmm. sounds like a very classic spy answer, but nonetheless, uh-huh. she gets let out. Um, I would also, uh, was this the part? No. Uh, Char then asks Bright to have her checked out by a doctor, and Camille, they, Bright then also asks Camille, like, hey, would that be okay? Would she, you think she'd do that? Camille says yes, but then rubs his head and scratches his chin and goes, Quattro, why do you think she's a cyber new type? To which everyone in the room goes, uh, where'd you get that idea? He didn't say that out loud. To which he said, yeah, yeah, he did. And Char is like, uh, buddy? <laughs> everyone is like, not. uh, no, he didn't. But of course, everyone in the room is smart enough to also go, he sure thought it, but... <laughs> and we all know he did. But guys, <laughs> the kids are eating minds. Yeah, on accident. <laughs> Yeah, I think everyone in the room is unanimously a little weirded out. Um, Ah, shit. Camille leveled up. Yeah, fuck. We gotta stop letting him kill people. We have to start letting him kill. Guys, we have to enact a kill-stealing policy. (laughs) We all got a last hit before Camille does. We all have to last hit before Camille does. He'll only get the assist XP. We have to slow him down. Christ. Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, but, 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 but meanwhile, out in the hall, Rosamia gets a headache and begs Fa for more information about Camille and herself, uh, citing that she does not want to be alone right now. Uh, Fa presumably leads her off. Yeah, it, to me, this feels like she needs to be centered. She needs to be grounded. Yes, that's she's losing her fucking shit. Yeah, uh, I wonder why she's losing her shit though. Who knows? Maybe cyber new type fuckery. Might be cyber new type fuckery. Maybe just new type fuckery. Why is she getting a new type fuckery right now? There are so many questions. She's she she's off her meds. She is. We off. saw what happened before. That is true. She. I didn't even think about that. Fucking god. There are so many layers. Yeah. Layers and layers of flavor. <laughs> Over at the uh, Titans. 
Yeah. The big laser is pretty much ready, and the Dogose gear gets a real sexy panning shot with mm. with the with the colony laser in the background. The, mm. This is the part also where I kind of realize, like, man, this episode really broke out the big books, huh? Mm. Like this this episode is. It's sexier. This episode's sexier than the other episodes. Like, the, I don't... And it's not like a... It's standing amongst its friends or anything situation. Like, this this episode just fucks it, on its it own. Fucks. Yeah. It gets fucky. Absolutely. It does get fucky. <laughs> God, it gets It's about fucky. to get fucky. Um... Rokoa is chatting with Paptimus mm-hmm. in the garage. Uh, this scene sucks but we have to talk about it anyway uh i'm not gonna i'm gonna be fast <laughs> so this scene i want to just preface reeks of of the time it's mm-hmm. and i want to say in advance like hey if you want to be cared for and like be real i excuse my vocabulary here but like bottomy about it or what have you that's okay you're allowed you can yep. you can be wanted to be cared for primarily. That's yep. fine. There are people who want to do caring primarily. Two of them mm-hmm. host this shit. Yes. The, that's that's fine. That's how humanity kind of shakes out. You can be strong independent of that. This is not that. This is casual sexism written yes, in the 80s. Yes, this is what that is. This is bad. <laughs> yes. Um... Like, literally, we could fix this if we just swapped Rakoa's gender, and we'd immediately fix that. Uh-huh. But no, this is, functionally at least, but no, this this is just being weird about women. Yeah. Uh, Soroko makes a thesis that she wanted to be cared for. She None of the guys on the Gamma really understood that, and that she wanted... They were cucks. They were all... They were beta cucks. They are all beta cucks, and he's a fucking Chad here to come yeah. up with his headband. And I say that, and I'm like, man, I wear a headband. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I wear a thick headband. If I wore a thin headband, I'd be like, mmm, changing! So, she, uh... He then hugs her, and she initially resists, but he's like, Hey, if you think my feelings are illegitimate at any time, you have my wholesale... stab me? You have my wholesale permission to stab me... To stab me through the heart. Stab me through the heart. Uh, Rakoa goes, Alright, fine. He then also is like, Here, you can also have the masala, but I'm gonna dip... I'm taking my toys and going home. Except the masala, you can have that. And she's like, "Well, thank you for the thank you for the toy. Goodbye." And, and he's like, and he just dips. <laughs> he also doesn't actually kiss her for the record; just grabs her yep. face weird, or as yeah, I'm calling it from so this weird. point onward, the pap. <laughs> he paps her. He paps her. Paps her chin. Oh, that's awful. I hate. Oh no. Um, hey, back I could on the make argon. it worse. No, back on I the argon. Make it so much <laughs> back, worse with back, just some back, choice prepositions, no, baby. Ba- back on the argon. Just the Adelaide addition Camille. of over. Think how bad that makes it. Over on the Argama, Abdali, Camille, and Imal launch an investigation as to whether or not the laser is ready. They are pushing rocks in front of them. You skip forward a little bit, but yes. Uh, I'm in panic. I'm in panic mode trying to get away from this. Uh, yeah, they they all launch. It's nice. Basque 
Bask detects them almost immediately and sends yeah. out sends out some barzams to meet them and then goes I'm an asshole. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm an asshole. Hold on, I yes, need to Catherine, pol- you're an asshole. Yeah, I need to polish my uh polish my glasses here real quick. Yeah, I'm an asshole. Ew. Yeah. What? Did your glasses splorch on your face? What the yeah, yeah, I was going for like an elastic noise. Okay. But I'm not the guy who can make the noises with his mouth. Uh-huh. I'm the guy with the good voice. How dare you? And that, well, I'm not saying you're the guy who can make the good noises with his mouth either. That's one guy in the world. There's a no, lot of I guys know, with the good but voice. But I'm neither. You're the funny one. I, bullshit! I think you're funny. <laughs> I am funny, but funny I'm not the funny up. one. Ah, you son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! My, uh, my wife's on a work call right now. I can't yell. I can't scream. I'm gonna get in trouble. Um, I, I mean, my house also has work calls going on in them. So, like, yeah. Oh, you're and you carry. Yeah, I um, carry. Boy, howdy, do I carry? <laughs> um, fuck. Where were we? Uh, uh, who knows. Uh, at the, he then Bask then decides now is the time to throw Rakoa in the mix. Uh, yeah. Even though the captain goes, are you? But but sir, she's a traitor who came to our side, and he's like, I'll fucking give a shit. Yeah, we're going. Make, uh, you, did you hear the squeaky squeaky splurge sounds? I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I check. I checked my. Gla- I cleared up my glasses so I could see clearly, and I can see clearly now. I'm a big asshole go and the rain is gone uh so that happens there's a lot of them a lot yeah like six barzams and then rakoa and the masala get launched Mm. Uh, it's pretty cool uh you also it's a really pretty launch sequence once again reminding you that they had the extra money today yep uh this is where we see the au team are like pushing asteroids in front of them yes Uh, and emma's like camille's like And Emma's like, uh, Camille, slow the fuck down. That's not how asteroids move. That's not how asteroids do. He's like, oh, she's like fine. Ugh, always ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course Maybe we no fan, no fun McGee over here. Yeah, uh, Emma at this stage detects the bad guys and goes dark. Mm-hmm. Everyone follows suit, and of course Rakoa, Meanwhile, being our only named person on the bad guy—well, no, excuse me—the lieutenant that she reports to gets a name but not a face. So, as the mm-hmm. only person as with a face on the bad guys team, uh, she naturally detects not only the Zeta's foot sticking out, but also the Rick Diaz's foot sticking out. Mm-hmm. Guys, she she has a con. Oh, okay. Guys, guys, this is pretty like basic level. Your foot sticking out. Mm-hmm. Keep you, your foot, keep your hands and feet inside the the ride at all moments. <laughs> now that's um, the, that's the other thing I don't understand. Why don't they like I don't know make them ball up a little bit and like just make yeah. a dummy that goes around them. Or grab bigger asteroids to push in front of you. Or grab bigger asteroids. Grab Guess one what? big asteroid. mean a whole lot once you get them going. Yeah. yeah. Um. So she has she has a, a, a bit of an internal struggle here. Uh. She she does not immediately tell them what's going on. Uh. Her bosses are like, "What what's wrong, Rokoa?" And she just kind of freezes up. Uh. 
And she eventually comes to the conclusion that she can't go back to the AU. Like that's yeah. this is not a path that's open to her anyway. So she resolves herself again and tells her lieutenant that hey, there's some dudes over there. Uh, and then they start shooting. Yep, the shooting starts. The AU goes oh fuck and immediately <laughs> dips out of the asteroids. Uh, Camille initially thinks that Masala must have Sarah inside it. Uh, he gets distracted, taking out Barzams, and Emma reminds him that the goal is to find out about the space laser. Uh, he gets a little caught up in murder. But, <laughs> like uh, you do. Like you do. Uh, sometimes you berserker rage. Uh, but then he moves off. Emma gets frustrated with him just over and over again for not immediately listening. Uh, yeah. Appley. Appley fucks up the leader. Yep. Uh, Rakoa doesn't like that, so she engages I- him. I also, real talk, sidebar, uh, I'm really happy that Appley has taken his place as his own character rather than just, like, Char's sidekick. Yep. Uh, I like that he's just out there mixing it up now. Yeah. He's on his own. He's got shit to do. Well, also, like, he's still an ace pilot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's low-key their their best pilot. He's just not psychic. He's, I mean, yeah, he's, he's Krillin. Yeah, I also love that he is. I also love that like, I fucking love that Emma's just still in a Mark too. Yeah, I'm big into that too. <laughs> I, I, I I'm I don't know why. I just I think it's like I don't know. I just I associate that suit with her more than I do Camille. Well, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I just like that they still have one one Mark two that she's in. Yep, I I'm a big fan of it too. I like her in the Mark two. It, it it feels very right and true. Yeah. Uh. I'd argue even when Camille was driving it, I was still like, yeah, hmm. it's, 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 it's also cause it's the same way that like the Rick Diaz, the Rick Diaz is a, is a, uh, not a mass production suit, but there are a lot of them. Yeah. It's a uh, but it, but I, 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 it is the Apple suit now, like the Mark two, there were three Mark twos, mm-hmm. but it's the Emma suit now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Anyways, I just, I just like, no, how you're right. You're right. They've kept this. Yeah. going instead of instead of like switching out for whatever then like ne- putting them in nemos or anything like that yeah or shoving her in like a masala the of the a methos yeah. of the week yeah yeah uh yes i do i'm a i also just like the design of the mark ii like the mark ii solid yeah it's it's a good it's it's a good sequel to grandpa also people will remember i was not a rick diaz fan at the beginning of this yeah uh, it's grown on, it's grown on me now yeah i uh, told you it's a good uh, boy it's a good it's a good boy it's still too it's still too much for my like i wouldn't want to be in it but right I, you know i can appreciate it yeah right i mean yeah it's i mean we, we we saw it the first day and was like that's a fuzzy suit not a yeah not 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 a chris, not suit, a chris yeah. suit um <laughs> anyways uh the fight the fight uh emma tries to stop rakoa from chasing after camille and she grabs on her and Rakoa's like i think she, does she say emma get off me yeah, or emma, stop emma or whatever? get off and Emma yeah. just goes. To which it was like, Literally, uh, instant shock. She lets go and just drifts backward, and Appley catches the Mark II and is like, Are you fucking good? Uh-huh. Emma going, That was fucking. What the fuck? That was fucking weird. Uh, we cut over to Bright and Char, who send out the next wave of mobile suits. Rosamy is in the garage watching this, and Jesus just like, I gotta fight. I gotta fight! Uh, no one lets her, obviously, fall. And she doesn't protagonist anything? No, she does not even attempt it. Thank God. <laughs> Fa finds her and consoles her, but 
Rosa thank kind of just doesn't mention the I must kill. Uh, it is the way she does talk about it though is that she wants to protect Camille about it. Uh-huh. Uh, she desperately wants a mobile suit though. The Zeta uh, works some of her transformation for the camera, and uh, Rakoa engages. Camille yeah. comes out with a fucking okay. This part's really sick. So Camille transforms and dips behind an asteroid, and Rakoa follows him, but stops behind the asteroid because she doesn't know which way he's going to come out from. So she backs up, and he also backed up and then took a wide swoop around Mm. to quickly jet around and slice off one of the Masala arms in one clean draw. Yep. It's animated super well, and it's sick as fuck. Uh, Rokoa yells at him and he goes, what? Because he recognizes the voice and we cut to commercial. Jim! Uh, okay, let's do, let's do we're, not, we're not gonna do an Alolan today. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I should have, fuck, 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 fuck. I should click this. Click a little bit of this. Click a little bit of that. Oh, god damn it. I know my, I know, I know. You know. I know. Hashtag Latest. Okay. Alright. Alright, so we've got a chaw from uh, Aaron Henley on Twitter. This is so far of the original UC cast, who has the best change slash improvement in Zeta? Kai might be the easy choice, but there are a couple of others in the running if you think about it. So, Mirai had the worst change because she just became. Um, I disagree because Sayla had the worst change as Sir not appearing in this film. Right. I, I guess I'm thinking she'll show up at some point. She doesn't. Um, I think honestly, like the change <laughs> because honestly, Hayato doesn't change that much. He's just older. Like Hayato yeah. is always responsible and kind of like, here to do he, he's the biggest physical change obviously yeah he really amuro? just doubles down on being no. being a bro honestly amuro amuro and and char have haven't they've obviously not finished their character arc lord no um so i, I don't think it's, i think they're still in transition well we I also can't... follow them so close and have stayed with them so long mm-hmm. that it's like to us they haven't like changed drastically in this gap that's been this constant thing right yeah i feel like bright is pretty much the guy he was at the end of 0079 like he yes his art kind of finished there where he like he 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 became a fully fledged character there like this is who he is now we know who he is yeah yeah pretty much everything bright does is it's how he confronts this problem and it's not necessarily that he's changed by it because he doesn't get really changed by most of them he's he's there to confront these problems as himself and provide that perspective So I don't, I don't know if there is any. Oh, cats! No, cats is still a shit. Yeah. Man, I... right? 
And the thing is, the thing about Kai is, like, most of the changes to Kai are changes we headcanon. Well, <laughs> even, even the textual changes to Kai. Kai went from the kind of shit heel to guy who fucks. Like, mm-hmm. like even that's an exaggeration for our memes, sure, but, like, look at him. Yeah. Like, he, like, he's clearly intended to now be the guy who fucks. Like, this right. is the secret agent man. Kai. Like, sure, he's a jur- a freelance journalist by name, but that's because, like, at this, when this was written, that was how you were a spy without being a spy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the closest they could get. Then, yeah, Hayato, Hayato really is very much the same guy. Uh, I do like his aesthetic change, and I do like both he and Amuro's uh, leather jacket uniform. That's pretty good. Yeah, Kai, Kai is the is the easy but good choice, I, and yeah. I, I maintain the one I hate the most is Sela for not being here. Of the yeah, but at least they didn't ruin say they didn't okay they didn't ruin Mariah. I, I, they they brought Mariah in a way that there's feels nothing wrong to with us being bad. a mom. Yes, it, yeah. to us it doesn't feel good because that no. doesn't line up with what we knew. Yeah, uh, and we didn't get to a... see any change towards no. this person either. We're just told, oh, she's she's mom now, and pr- pretty much just mom. Mm-hmm. That's that I think contributes a lot to why she's taking the second bottom place. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I I we didn't pick someone that wasn't Kai, but I feel like we gave everybody a brush. Um. At the very least. So the the, the next one is from Gangless Axel on Twitter. Uh. Uh. As we stand here, no, hold on. Uh, who out? Who out of the Zeta cast can cook, and what would be their sign? Their specialty dish. Oh so, boy! Th- they had posited in the conversation that followed that that maybe Bright was making the hamburgers for the hamburger machine. Uh-huh. I don't think so. I don't think that man can cook. No, um, Bright. <laughs> uh, Bright is capable of cooking curry, and I don't. Mean, and I mean Japanese style curry. That is, he takes he takes a prepackaged block of curry and drops it in a thing full of uh-huh. water and vegetables and meat that yeah. he browned and that's the extent of his ability to cook yeah he could probably pull off a hamburger helper that's about that's about his level yeah yeah uh, i th- uh, think that also goes for char except char uh-huh. learned like four dishes to impress dates it's yeah, well it's only breakfasts morning after <laughs> I think I think he knows how to like throw together a pretty good pasta too. Probably he could. But just one. Yeah, Um, I think Amro can. Amro can cook. Yes. Yeah. Think because if only because he was stuck in that fucking house for forever (laughs) and just like. Jeez, please fucking back up and let me cook dinner once. (laughs) Teach Uh, me. Also, he just also we we know he he like. You get him close to a fucking uh, instruction manual, he will devour it. And what is what is a cookbook but an instruction manual? You got a point. What is uh, a cookbook? So him and Camille can both manual. cook. Camille doesn't. C- yeah, Camille. It's not that he burns water. It's it's that it does not come up. I Camille think if you could get him, cook. 
Yeah, I think if you get it, if you if you like forced him to, he would do it and he would do a good job. But you have to keep him from getting distracted because that motherfucker will just walk away and let things catch on fire. <laughs> I mean, left to his own devices, Camille will feed himself whatever he doesn't have to cook. Like he will. Yeah. He will put on rice as a last resort if forced to feed himself. You know who can fucking cook? Who? Emma can fuck. Emma and Appley, the most competent fucking humans on this thing. <laughs> they, you know those two fucking dudes can cook. Yes, both of them are, like, ca- are actually pretty good. They probably have like a stocked like mini fridge in their room with like yeah. a hot plate so they can make themselves their occasional meal. Yep. Those two fuckers can cook. Yep, 100%. Rakoa, uh can also no Rakoa Rakoa can order a mean takeout (laughs) she can throw together the barest of an actual cooked meal but like she I think she could but she definitely has that I'm too depressed to actually 100% (laughs) I'm right there with her yeah (laughs) she can cook for other people herself god no yeah like she grows her own herbs and shit yeah but like unless she is like taking care of somebody she's not fucking cooking no absolutely not uh she'll eat she'll eat a whole box of twinkies by herself astonage is capable of frying (laughs) a turkey in space yeah i was gonna say i think i think i like the idea that astonage is like he's the science cook like he just does things too he goes too far he's like he makes things too complicated yep 100 (laughs) percent. he's like what if we cook this in the ground? He's that guy. What yeah. if we buried this for three days with some coals? He figured <laughs> out a way to use the Magnum cannon to cook a turkey. Yeah, he's he's the home improvement guy of cooking. He really is. There is... He's done some dark things to <laughs> plasma swords and various waterfowl. <laughs> Hayato also can no. I mean, actually, Hayato can canonically cook. Can he? Hayato can cook. Uh, Hayato can one hundred percent cook. There's not a doubt in my mind. Like I, he, I, he dad cooks. Don't get me wrong. Like he will. Yeah, take he's kind of, on a grill and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and but, but even like he can cook like a, a real meal too. But he will take the the easy natural kind of path. He yeah, yeah, yeah. every time almost Un- unless Aww. you dare him. Fa, Fa is learning to cook. <laughs> Fa is learning to cook, and she is very earnest about it. But up until um the start of Zeta, she did not have to cook, and no. so this is a relatively fresh need. Like with most things, Fa uh, has to deal with. She was thrust into learning this thing. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, okay. Jared cannot cook. Jared, <laughs> Jared looks at a kitchen that catches fire. J- Jared, Jared is, there's a picture of Jared's top. face. Sorry, go ahead. Jared attempted to t- cook top ramen and killed three people in the process. <laughs> Jared's picture is on the outside of the, the kitchen with a, like a no admittance sign on yeah. it. He's, he is banned from the kitchen. 100% banned. Uh, Paptimus Sirocco also cannot cook. I think Paptimus Sirocco doesn't understand what you mean when you say cook. He looks at you <laughs> oddly. You can hear the question marks above his head. People just bring him food. Every time. He goes, and there is food. Uh, Haman can cook. Haman can cook. But she does not. No. Uh, 
No, absolutely beneath her. She cooked when she was young, and now she doesn't. She doesn't have to anymore, so she fucking refuses. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd be willing to bet, like, she'll occasionally nuke something because she's hungry and it's three in the morning, and she does not want to leave that far out of her quarters. She doesn't want to put on a bra, yeah. Yeah, like it, it's it's uh, more. Uh, she's personally lazy, and getting someone to bring it to her would be more effort than typing three o o into the uh, microwave. Basque. <laughs> Basque is incapable of eating. Oh god, ba- Basque. Basque cannot eat. He the, only because... drinks Soylent. The, oh no! But it's like weird spiked Soylent too. And like there was a day Jared was opened the fridge and was like, "Is this this is his Soylent?" And so he looked around and he tried some, and he could not stomach it. He vomited. It is not made. It is. It is thicker than cold molasses. Okay. Basque got- <laughs> drinks it with a normal straw. I've got I've got one. I've got one to close this on. Yeah. Gaddy. Uh-huh. Learned how to make a really fucking good like mac and cheese dish. <laughs> Like re- it's the fucking best mac and cheese dish yeah. like he, he, you've ever. Yeah. It's the only thing he ever learned, and it's only so he has something to bring to, to potlucks. Yeah, absolutely. You you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But he did. Uh, you have to give him credit. He perfected that one pot and will not tell you how to make it because then no. you've taken his one thing. Yes, <laughs> it it is. That motherfucker will die with that recipe. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Lila once Lila managed to figure out what the crust topping was, and look where so she you is now. To die. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Look where she is now. Okay. She knew too much. Cha. <laughs> uh, we're back anyway. in it. Yeah, we're back, we're back in, in, it. in it. We're back in it. And at the start of Act Three, here I wanna. Because this, this this episode is a four-act play, and at the start of okay. Act 3, this is the Gundam act. Like, yeah. the, next, the next eight minutes of show within the actual show itself are simmered down Gundam. The, actually, no, excuse me. The only way it would be more Gundam is if it were gay instead of maternal. That is <laughs> the only way this could get more Gundam. But we come back. Uh-huh. Uh, so Camille is in disbelief that he just heard Rakoa's voice and begins chasing her down. Uh, he mm-hmm. tackles, after commenting that she's not retaliating, he tackles the masala uh, and drives it into this floating piece of space debris. It impacts, creating one of the most... I want to give special credence to this shot and the special effects and the foley work here. This is a fucking dunk right here. It's meaty. There is no sound in space, but you can feel it, boy. It's yeah. good. Uh, he has her dead to rights, but mm-hmm. he suddenly gets this nostalgic psychic ping. He comments in particular, like, what is this nostalgic feeling? She uh-huh. exits the masala with the vernier, comes out, looks at the Gundam, and he reads in close with it and can tell it's Rakoa. And it seems pretty clear she wants to chat. He gets out with his Vernier, and they meet in space to talk. 
I want to note that it does not seem like they're communicating via radio because there's a weird echo effect applied to everything. I don't. I don't. Either I'm mi- you know, I think I missed that. I think I, I think I. I. They either didn't have it in the English. They didn't have okay. thing in the English, or or I I just was not fucking paying attention. Which you you pay more attention to like sound differences than I do, anyways. So That's fair. It's quite possible I just missed it. I. I'm almost positive they're speaking psychically and reading each other's lips throughout this scene, which makes this just so fucking extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also double sad. Because, uh, boy, howdy, this gets rough in the next couple of seconds. She, uh... <sighs> face-to-face, he begs her to admit that this is all a ruse and that this is a just a, a long-form infiltration thing. And her immediate response is to call him kind. Uh, but no, it's true. And she reiterates the point. They go back and forth for a sec. He yells at her, and she says that that's okay if he hates her, uh, that she accepts that. Uh, she turns, and he tackles her, begging why they have to fight, why they have to become enemies, why they have to meet, and he learns she's alive only to have to learn he's going to have to kill her someday. Yeah, it's... It's rough. They're both crying. They both start crying. She just holds him as they drift into space, and he holds her back as they're crying, and she asks him to stop making this harder as she mm-hmm. holds him and holds his helmet. He uh he responds that he can protect her. He can be there for her. He mm-hmm. he he can be that person for her even even if he can't fulfill other things he knows she wants, even if it goes unsaid. And she tells him that he's almost cruel with how kind and good he is, and that someday he'll understand. And he goes, no, I won't, I can't, I never will be able to. And she goes, then you will be consumed by your sincerity and you will be killed for it. And she throws him back, verniers back to her cockpit, and gets in. He chases and bangs on the cockpit, asking her to get out, that it's not too late, that she can come back. And she tells him that they did complete the laser and that they're getting ready to fire it soon, before launching away. He screams at her not to go, and she keeps going. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Oh man! I think some of the dialogue in English was a bit like much at times, but yeah. it's from the eighties, and like it's an anime, things are big and over the top. Yeah, but I, so obviously, I I still think there's something weird going on with her. I think Pappy has like somehow brainwashed her or something. Uh. I think we get later evidence in this episode why that is very much unfortunately not true. Uh, Uh, But we'll get to that. Yeah. But Camille's reaction to this is real hard because he does react to it like a child. Like, this is where you're like, oh, yeah, he's a teenager. I mean, yeah, his mother figure just said, I... 
I, I know I love you, I know I appreciate you, but I'm more worried about my wants and needs, and I'm not your actual mother. And mm-hmm. so she goes, and yeah. Yeah, just... I get it, boy. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And it's just a thing you can... We've all been in that situation where someone is doing something that is, like, shitty or hurtful, mm-hmm. and, like... They keep our going. brains can't. Yeah, well, yeah, and our our brains can't fa- like can't fathom like why the f- you don't you know you know you know you don't have to right you know yeah. you don't you know you could stop doing you're in control mm-hmm. you could stop doing this whenever you wanted to you could stop hurting mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. whenever you wanted to and then that person just like no I can't mm-hmm. and you're like that what no I what the f-? like this completely like you're operating on two different dimensions of logic yep uh and and it's equally real for both of these people mm-hmm. uh that like there's there the other person's j- just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. it's rough man yeah it's very it's rough hard. it's it's this is uh this is a very gundam scene this is what gundam's kind of fucking about it's about relationships and this is the dark side of them this is breaking them and this one is fucking shattered here yeah boy howdy boy fucking camille gets his ass back to the gamma eventually and as he tries to go back to his room uh emma stops him at first, he plays coy about meeting Rakoa, and she yells at him and slaps him. And hits him. And says, you haven't made a report yet, and you're losing your cool and trying to just walk away. Mm-hmm. To, to which Camille's like, yeah, I'm a fucking kid. Remember? Hey, you keep calling me a kid? I'm a fucking kid. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> which fair. Uh, yeah, but you get both of them, Emma, stop hitting this boy, but also... Like you can understand, she's a soldier. She's like, you got to fucking do a debrief, you shit. Yeah, and he's, uh, but like, he's like, I am I'm a 16. kid. <laughs> I'm baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Rosamie and Fog come up, and the kids come up at this point. Rosamie tries to intervene, but uh, Emma catches her and goes, "Why are you here? You should, you should not be here." Throws her to the side. Camille turns to leave. Ollie's out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and says it'll be fine, Rosemary. Uh, Emma slides into frame with like thirty extra frames dedicated entirely to how her hair moves. Mm-hmm. Before we cut away, uh, to finish out the third act here, we got one more part: the debrief. We it's the same group of people as earlier: Bright, Char, Emma, Appley, and Camille. Uh, Camille and Bright are seated opposite of each other. Everyone else is standing. Uh. Emma leans in and starts yelling at Camille, saying, You should have killed her. That yeah. would have been the right thing to do. And yeah. Bright goes, Bright's like, whoa, 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 You're not wrong, down. but calm down. Yeah. Camille responds to maybe, Hey, Titan Trader, maybe have a second to empathize with an alternative viewpoint for a second. To huh? which he. Camille. Camille, you saucy little bitch. Camille, you saucy little bitch. Camille comes back with. That's what he says. That's. Oh. <laughs> he comes back with. You're you're really one to talk for someone who keeps slapping a child. Yeah. 
<laughs> to which yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. She, oh emma first slaps him for the compassion part for yeah. saying you should have some compassion she slaps him then she yells about how using just following your emotions is a foolish course of action and will get you killed and he claps back with bold words for someone so goddamn slap happy huh yeah that's the point and mm-hmm. Everyone, Appley uh, puts his hand over his mouth and goes oh! into Emma's oh, and face. Like, falls over. Yeah, dramatically. Uh, yeah, uh, I wish. Yeah, they <laughs> Char and Bright kind of look at each other, and Char goes, "I think that info's true, though." And Bright agrees. He then orders everyone to keep quiet about Rakoa because obvious reasons. The obvious reasons being, hey, it's probably not great to tell everyone we had of someone who voluntarily went to the fascists. Yeah. Uh, They say not to tell anybody about Rakoa. I get the impression Bright that Bright's just like, it's just going to complicate people's emotions and stuff. It feel bad. We need them to focus. That's a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, Twitch Camille is like, oh, cool, we're going to lie to everybody? That sucks. And Emma screams at him again. Mm-hmm. And Camille says, I think in the English, his lines was like, fine, I'll be an adult and act like I know it all. That's exactly what he said in the English, in the Japanese, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, damn, Camille. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Camille goes through a real transformation in the last act of this episode, and it makes me very hyped for next episode, too, for reasons we'll get to in a sec. Hot damn. When Cam- okay, so this is... Uh, Camille comes out, and he finds Fa, and he does this thing, mm-hmm. and we've seen him do it before, where he... It's not a tackle, but they do, they kind of, kind of flips the air into her, yeah. and then they both just kind of float into the back wall. Like, I and think this seems also- to be how they greet each other? I, it's... Yeah, it's kind of like... I think she also. One of them also grabs one of the uh, the handrails, the, yeah. the the transport rails. But yeah, I think that's kind of just how they uh, hug and interact. It's real cute. It is kind of yeah. Uh, they he he takes her over to uh, a the, wall to a wall to the corner uh, at uh-huh. T intersection rather. Yeah. Uh, tells he her what's up. Tells her what's up the whole gist then just kind of stares at her when they get there like it, it really stares there's a silence yeah. and everything and she goes are you okay what's up and he goes you have the face of a child still and she goes what you think there's something wrong with that and he goes no it's a compliment yeah and I'm like, dude, you are not 300 years old yet. <laughs> like, I know, I know horrors of war, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get where you're coming from. You oh. don't need to sound like an ancient vampire yet. I get it. <laughs> but come on. <laughs> Talk to someone. Yeah. Um, from around the corner comes Rosamia and a doctor and yes. the kid. I think the kids are with them, right? Uh, not yet. The, this is, that's later. Uh, Rako is freaking out. Does not want a, a, an exam, a physical. Mm-hmm. The doc is like, but, "But we were ordered to check you out, so this is kind of this kind of gotta happen." Yeah, we're we uh, we kind of think something's up with you. And Camille, of course, interjects like, "What's going on?" Can he? The doc explains. We think she's a cyber. She might be a cyber new type, so we should check her out. Which is a weird thing to say in front of her. Yeah, uh, doc. They, yeah, they keep chatting about this as we pan backwards towards Bright mm-hmm. and Emma. 
they mm-hmm. uh, they have a brief chat about whether or not she's a spy or not. Bright thinks she's not a real one, but there is something up, and she is super sus, and we should keep an eye on her. Mm-hmm. He then goes, hey, you acted like shit, homie. And she goes, yeah. Yeah, she say no more. <laughs> yeah, I did. And she... And that's the extent of the slap of, on her wrist that she gets. Well, yeah, because he was—he—he he, he seemed like he was gearing up to get go into it, and yeah. then when she just went ahead and acknowledged like, that she yeah. fucked up, he was just like, "Okay, cool, all right, <laughs> you get off this time." But if you fuck up again, I'm, shin I get to... slap. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will just raise my knee and statically move from one end of the R gamma to the other, and then you'll black out. <laughs> That's a that's a sh- shin demon attack for I've been playing yeah, a lot of fighting know. games again. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, act act four proper begins with a uh, pan over to the colony laser and ominous music. <laughs> Baskets chuckling. Yeah, he's uh, he give the man a mustache. Someone give the man a mustache. Uh, or or hire him an underling so he can twirl that guy's mustache. I don't want to see him twirl another man's mustache. I don't either, but it sounds like something he would do. Oh no, it is something he would do. <laughs> oh no! He's like, because what would make everybody in the room more comfortable than him twirling his own mustache? Him twirling someone else's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, that's why that's every goal. And that's why everyone on the Dagose gear suddenly became clean shaven. (laughs) There was an. Uh, Pap's last act as commanding officer of the DG was, and your new commanding officer will be Lieutenant Commander Basque. I recommend all of you shave. I recommend Mm. all of you shave. Uh, So so Basque says, like, hey, how, how shooty is this shooty? How how much shoot is in this gun? And they're like ten percent um, shoot, sir. There is ten percent yeah. shoot in the gun. Uh, and how long will it take to get to a hundred percent shoot in this gun? Okay, a couple of days, but we can shoot the ten percent of the gun any time. Okay, shoot shoot that, but don't hit the colony behind it. Uh, yes, sir. Shoot the colony, but n- not the Argama. Got it. I heard. Hmm. No, that sounds right. Okay. Rakoa asks to be excused at this stage, but Basks wants her to watch close. Uh huh. The laser charges up. It's very dramatic and slow. Da, 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 da. You've seen anime. Uh, I'm not kidding. We keep cutting back to it, so it yeah, this yeah, eats yeah. up some screen time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Char uh, jumps off of his big bridge seat and goes, "I'm gonna go to the garage because I got a vibe." Bright decides to accept that vibe and orders the Argama to level one battle station. I like I like how how Bright just like hmm. oh so is it psychic? Okay, it's psychic shit. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm on. I'm here. Let's do this. Uh, oh, oh, okay, cool. Beep, 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 beep. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, level one battle stations. I repeat, everyone report to level one battle stations. So Grips get- two is about to fire. <laughs> Is this where we get like the scene? Whenever Amaro is getting into Amaro, whenever Camille. Camille is getting into the Zeta, we see him like mean mug at Emma, a or little bit, someone, yes. yeah, yeah, someone yeah. else who's getting, in, yeah. Uh, and it's just funny to see them two getting like, all right, ah, shit, here we go again. Yep, yeah, every, <laughs> just back into it. Yep, everyone does load up all in and that. Yeah, uh, it's 
It's actually kind of neat seeing everyone get in their suits to be ready. Uh-huh. It's been a minute since we've just had that. Uh, yeah. Crew suits up. Doc and the kids try to get Rosa to safety, but she's scared of the Doc, so he's like, fine, I'll leave if I'm the problem here. Uh, yeah, I guess no one avoids me. Yeah, Basque leans back in his chair and really lets the countdown wash over him. He pours an entire margarita down his jorts. Uh, he strokes another man's mustache. It's real uncomfortable for everyone. Uh, Rakoa laments her choices at this stage. This is the part of the anime where you're supposed to kind of... She's kind of getting her comeuppance in this one, which, big oof. The laser charges and fires and misses misses the Argama entirely. Yeah, everybody on the Argama is like, what the fuck? Yeah, Bright immediately curses the Titans because you know what was right behind the Argama? Colony 13. And all of side two. Yeah. So I'd like to remind you that the installation is called a side and the individual side is broken up into governed colonies within it. This hits side two and blows through Colony 13, blowing two 200-meter-wide holes through the center column of side two and shattering off one of the reflector mirrors they use to heat the entire thing. And sucking everyone out into space. Literally... Untold numbers are instantly disintegrated, with millions of more dying to the cold vacuum of space. Yeah. Uh, Camille proceeds to have his Obi Wan Alderaan yeah, moment. That was, that was not exactly. He literally says like, um, "Fuck!" I forgot the words. He it's says like some, he says, hundreds of people are screaming out and dying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's know the where. Moment. It's it's yeah. literally an Alderaan moment. It's bad. It's like millions of voices cry out at once and are suddenly very ecstatically silenced. silenced. Well, uh, actually, no. This one is more like a couple of, uh, like a couple of thousand voices were suddenly silenced, and then a couple of thousand more continually joined them in yeah. a slowly drizzling off chorus of pain, which it way more traumatizing. Yeah. yeah, Camille's not happy about this. <laughs> We uh, laugh, but we're not experiencing untold psychic no, trauma. This is, uh, he, Camille's, Camille is having a fucking awful day. It's a bad day. Uh, his 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 maternal figure has said, hey, I'm going to go out and do my thing, and you might have to kill me someday, but also you're probably going to die. Also, hey, your, your co-pilot buddy, your peer, uh, is going to hit you a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you're going to sense a bunch of people slowly dying. Yep. So you want a coffee or poor body. some chamomile? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. I think, mm-hmm. and this is in the competition. Mm-hmm. Camille might end end up more traumatized than Amro. Hey, Chris. Uh huh. You should put that in your back pocket. Fucking it's so much in my back pocket, pussy. All right, fine. It's in there. Also, you can take out all of your colony laser stuff, obviously, because we're back here. Uh And I did tell you to put some of that in your back pocket, because we will be revisiting this. Yeah, I don't remember any. I don't remember what's back in that pocket. You should empty out your wallet sometimes. Yeah, I know. I really should. (laughs) 
Um, Bright learns from Torres that the colony won't collapse in on itself at least, but of course millions, millions of people are dying. Are dying. Yeah. Uh, the colony will likely be uninhabitable in time, uninhabitable too, in time. He orders uh, the mobile suits to stand down and we us to retreat. Basque gets word of all of this and starts laughing to himself. So it, here's where I'm confused. Because we made a joke about it, but they did say, yes. do not hit side, do not hit side two. Yep. Uh, but then they did. Yep. And he was... Basque just doesn't care. Okay. Because in his mind, he's firing, because to him, a neutral party is an enemy. Because to a Nazi, neutrality is just as good as being an enemy. You need to be converted or you need to die. And because side two was a neutral side and they had refused to take a side in this conflict, Basque didn't, I don't think Basque genuinely cared one way or another. So to him, perish. As long as some, a great number of people die to hear this message, it doesn't matter who dies. He just needs a sacrifice because the message and the message is written in blood. And it's, we have a huge fucking Death Star now. Prep your buttholes. Mm-hmm. Rokoa stumbles out into the hallway and cries. Yeah. And he's like, fuck. Fuck. Her bending over and crying is used to pan over to Camille, also doing the same in his cockpit, lamenting the fact that one person cannot possibly beat something that powerful. We see the destruction of Side 2 in one final pan. End of episode. Banana. Oh boy. War were declared. Yeah, and we get. Honestly, I think the best thing I can say is to just be. Next time on Mobile Suit Fandom, Rakoa goes all in on all war crimes. Rosamia's truth is realized, and she in turn realizes the truth of Zeta's pilot. Next time on Mobile Suit Fandom Zeta, it's Awakening. You will see the tears of time. Oh, I can't help believe in you. I'm so fucking worried. <laughs> oh. Awakening. Oh, I have concern. Awakening. I have concerns. Awakening. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode 85 of Mobile Suit Fandom. If you want to yell about how either of us are garbage or that you actually like what we do, you can find us on Twitter with at Mobile Suit Pod. Become a patron at patreon.com slash mobile suit fandom, or you can email us at mobile suit fandom at gmail.com. Also, if you are new to Gundam as a whole and really want to give it a try, check out the official Gundam YouTube channel, Gundam Info. They have a bunch of shows legally for free. Until next time, mech fans, remember, really think about the consequences of each of your actions, because one day you saying a mean thing to a teenager could result in multiple genocides.